0: USA Scientific works side by side with you to provide high performance tools for your next discovery. Get your free sample today at usascientific.com/mastertools. Welcome back everybody to Rams Up your favorite LA Rams podcast. You can also follow us on YouTube. Got some great Video content. Our YouTube handle is at LA Rams Up. You can follow us on Instagram as well. I'm your host, Mark. Let's get to it. Welcome back, Ram fans. This is episode 181 of Rams Up. Seems like everybody's been talking nonstop draft for the last few weeks. Well, we finally have something that qualifies as news. You all heard by now, Alan Robinson finally traded. You know, we did our assessment of the wide receivers a while back. You can find that on one of our more recent podcasts. At the time, I felt like if they kept him, this unit would be okay. Add a young wide receiver in the fifth or sixth round. Give it a go this year with that group. Get Tutu Atwell even more involved. Maybe Austin Trammell, Lance McCutcheon can make some contributions but now it's really settling in. Without Allen Robinson, we really need to add a wide receiver earlier in this draft than I originally thought, and we'll do a real quick reassessment of the Rams wide receiver group, and then we'll get to what was going to be the original focus of this podcast, finally getting around to assessing the offensive line, and we'll do that at the end here. Before we get into the meat of this episode, A reminder, our top 50 all-time Rams countdown is continuing. We're into the top 10 now. Little trivia question here for you. Top 17 Rams all-time on my list. All but three are in the Hall of Fame. I'll share those names with you at the end of this segment. I also started a fun little series each night leading up to the draft. I'm sharing a Rams draft trivia question. Check those out on the YouTube channel and on Instagram. So let's talk a little bit more about this Allen Robinson trade. How do I feel about it? Hey, you know what? If the Rams are convinced they need to move on from this guy, bite the bullet now and get it done, and that's what they're doing. He will not hurt against the cap next year, fortunately, but man, it's a doozy this year. His cap hit actually increases to twenty-one million dollars, meaning the Rams are dead money this year, up to seventy-two million, and a lot of people raking the Rams over the coals for signing Allen Robinson. And I get it. It was a bad signing. But I'm not convinced that this trade was all that bad. If you got to move on, move on now. Again, what are the Rams doing? They're biting the bullet this year. They're taking one on the chin in 2023, setting themselves up for 2024. But I will still argue they could be very competitive this year. So the Rams will pay $10.25 million of Robinson's 2023 salary. Pittsburgh taking on 5 million. The two teams swap seventh round draft picks. The Rams moving up to 234 from 251. I talked about the cap hit already. No cap hit in 2024, though. Right now, the Rams cap space around 10 million. Their estimated rookie allotments after the draft, 8 to 10 million. And the dead money I already mentioned, 72 million, and they now only have 44 players under contract. So after 11 drafted rookies eaten up the remaining cap space, I don't know where they get the money to sign the rest of the guys they need to fill out this roster. But I will tell you this: they are going to be a desirable destination for a lot of undrafted free agents. A lot of these guys are going to look at the LA Rams and say, "That's a place I can go." and earn a roster spot on an NFL team. So that is in the Rams' favor. I really think they're going to have to restructure a contract. Won't have to be a big one. Won't have to be a big deal. But they're going to have to free up $10 or $15 million this year, I would think. Just to sign the guys to fill out this roster. That's the way I see it. Or maybe there's another cut coming. Maybe someone like Tyler Higbee. So let's reassess the Rams wide receiver group. Like I said, we did that in a previous episode, and we'll just check back in on this wide receiver room real quickly. Who do they have? They have Cooper Cup, one of the best in the league, Van Jefferson, an unrestricted free agent in 2024, and then the three even younger guys, Tutu Atwell, Ben Skaronic, Lance McCutcheon, and Austin Trammell. They're going to have to draft a wide receiver early now. I was originally thinking a guy like Trey Palmer would fit the bill. They might be able to get him in the fifth round. Now I'm thinking those first three picks are going to be edge, cornerback, wide receiver. That's where I would put my money. Unless they identify a guy at one of those three positions that'll be a steal later on, it's a really deep cornerback group. Pretty good edge group. Wide receivers, not so much. So they may have to go wide receiver early. So I took a quick look at a mock draft. I'm not going to go through the whole thing, but let's say those first three picks, one in the second, two in the third, they did what I recommend, edge wide receiver corner as a little experiment. I did a mock draft on the NFL mock draft database. What edge rushers were available at 36? Anaduki Uzama out of Kansas State, B.J. Ojolari out of LSU, Tomi Adebowore out of Northwestern. I know, I can't pronounce his name. Keon White, another talented edge rusher. The wide receivers, Jalen Hyatt. This guy could really impact the Rams' offense, and it would really impact how defenses play the Rams. They'd have a difficult time bringing safeties up to help stop the run with a guy like Jalen Hyatt on the outside. Another guy available at that point, Josh Downs. I'd love to have Josh Downs, but I would not take him at 36. Jalen Hyatt, really have to consider that. The corners available, Clark Phillips, DJ Turner, Julius Brands, guys like that. In this scenario, I would take Hyatt with that 36 pick. So let's look at that first pick in the third round. What edge rushers are left at that point? Derek Hall, Andre Carter, Zach Harrison. And I know every one of these mock drafts goes a little bit different. This is just to give you an idea of which strategy would bear the best result for the Rams? Wide receivers available, Marvin Mims, Nathaniel Tank Dell, Tyler Scott, the guy out of Cincinnati the Rams have met with. and the corners, DJ Turner still there, as is Tyreek Stevenson and Garrett Williams. In that scenario, I already have Jalen Hyatt. I would take one of the edge rushers, Derek Hall or Keon White. And then I would come back with that second, third round pick and you know who's still there? The cornerbacks are all still there. Turner, Stevenson, Williams, and some other good ones. Like I say, it's a really deep corner group. Mims and Dell still available in the third round. And the edge rusher is getting a little bit thinner. Andre Carter, Zach Harrison, Yaya Diaby. So you go corner with that second pick in the third round. You come away with a really good wide receiver, Hyatt, a promising edge rusher, Hall or White, and DJ Turner. You talk about adding speed wide receiver, Hyatt, cornerback, D.J. Turner. I'd be really excited about that. Now, this is just my look at it. The Rams could go a completely different direction, but I really feel very strongly those are the three positions they need to go early in this draft. And you know Sean McVay and Les need, they're going to go wide receiver with one of these three for sure, but they need to add edge and cornerback. And cornerback, as deep as it is, they can wait to the third. And well, the problem is they don't have a fourth round pick. Still got to figure that out. They got to add a fourth round pick somehow, some way. So next up, I'm going to review a couple of mock drafts out there. Both of these mock drafts were before the trade. And then we're going to do that assessment. Probably the most difficult and controversial position group assessment as far as the Rams go. That's an offensive line. We'll do that at the end here and the answer to my trivia question of my top 17 greatest ramps ever in my countdown who are the three not in the hall of fame that would be Tory Holt, Steven Jackson, SJ39 and Aaron Donald now Tory Holt should be probably will be Aaron Donald he'll be a first ballot guy and Stephen Jackson, one of the most underappreciated football players over the last 30 years or so, that guy was just incredible. And you know what? If you think about it, SJ39 made eight years of pitiful Rams football bearable. And I'll always appreciate SJ39 for that. And a heads up next week, we'll have a pre draft show. Paul Walia and Tom Kortz joining me. That's always fun. We did that last year. We'll have some interesting discussions about where the Rams will go with these draft picks. Paul and Tom know this roster pretty well. I think they'll have some really interesting opinions to share with us. We'll be back with that review of some mock drafts and then the offensive line assessment. talk about a couple of mock drafts I stumbled upon. One was Charlie Campbell's. Very interesting mock draft. Some early picks of note. Will McDonald went 15th overall to the Packers. Nolan Smith 19th to the Bucks. The Chargers with a 21st overall pick selected Kalijah Cansey, the defensive tackle out of Pittsburgh. He's been shooting up draft boards. One of the guys I liked, Keeley Ringo, the cornerback out of Georgia, 24th overall to the Jags. Another cornerback I like, Emmanuel Forbes, 28th overall to the Bengals. Now, the Steelers had the first pick of the second round, 32 overall because of that Miami forfeit of a draft pick. And I, I probably should have mentioned this earlier, but That first pick on the second day is one of the most valuable picks in the draft because teams are going to be on the phone. They have almost a full day to rack and stack their board and try to figure out who is left, who can they jump up to that number one pick on day two. Remember the Rams had the first pick in the second round when they selected Roger Saffold, and apparently everybody was trying to jump up and draft Roger. Rams said, No thanks, we're keeping it. And they drafted Saffold. And the Steelers, in a very similar situation, Campbell has them drafting Osiris Torrance. Yes, he lasted to number 32 overall. If that were the case, would the Rams maybe try to package a couple of guys, a couple of picks to move up and take Torrance? You know, a lot of teams are probably thinking the same thing. It wouldn't be just the Rams. That's how good Torrance is, in my opinion. But Torrance is off the board in this draft. The 35th pick, right before the Rams pick, cornerback Deontay Banks from Maryland comes off the board. And then Charlie has the Rams selecting DeWand Jones, the offensive tackle out of Ohio State. Interesting pick. And what does Campbell say? He says, the Rams, question mark, Offensive line was terrible in 2022. They must improve their blocking to help Matthew Stafford. Leaves out some important details. Why was that offensive line terrible? It was because of injuries and everybody's healthy at the moment, Charlie. I don't know if the Rams would spend a pick on tackle of all things, maybe interior offensive line, unless they're going to bring in DeWanda Jones, a 6'8", 374-pound offensive tackle. And Lance Zerline calls him exclusively a right tackle. So you're thinking about him as a replacement for Rob Havenstein down the road, I suppose. And it gets worse. Campbell has the Rams selecting another offensive tackle, Wanya Morris out of Oklahoma, with their next pick. That's right. So two offensive tackles Sorry, don't get this draft at all. Their next pick, a little bit better, Blackman, the cornerback out of USC. See how I avoid saying his first name? I struggle pronouncing John Smith. What's your legacy? Miami-Dade residents produce six pounds of trash daily. Much of that is plastic and will remain in our environment long after we're gone. Be part of the solution. Eliminate single-use plastic. More at miamidade.gov slash plasticfree305. And yes, I'm going to struggle pronouncing McKee Blackman's name. That pick makes sense. They have to grab a cornerback at that point after drafting two offensive linemen, who I don't know where they're going to play. Maybe in 2024 they'll have a spot for them. Later on, they take an inside linebacker, Ventrell Miller out of Florida, a wide receiver, a defensive tackle, an outside linebacker, And finally, quarterback Stetson Bennett. Campbell did not go through all the picks. The Bennett pick was okay. I was okay with that. The rest of it, position-wise, not a big issue. But two offensive linemen, no pure edge rusher, and one cornerback. Not liking that one at all. And that's the problem with some of these national writers. They know that the Rams' offensive line was horrible. They just don't understand why. Now, one of the most respected draft analysts in the country, Dane Bruckler, also had a mock draft. He went through the entire draft, all 259 picks, was it? Picking for every team. And his first pick I loved, Will McDonald, the edge rusher out of Iowa State. I've picked him a couple of times. He's a guy a lot of people are saying he's not going to be there. And that could very well be the case. But I would think the Rams would pick an edge rusher, the best edge rusher on the board, perhaps, unless they're just flying off, unless there's a big run on edge late in the first, early in the second. They may have to squash that idea and go a different direction. But if McDonald's there, that's a solid pick. His next pick was Quan Martin, listed as a safety out of Illinois. And at first, I wasn't loving it, but then I read a little bit about him, and he is actually very versatile. He can play cornerback and safety. So maybe that's not a bad idea to pick someone like Quan Martin, who can help out that secondary in more ways than one. NFL.com actually refers to him as a cornerback with the potential to play safety. So I'm okay with that pick after all. Next up, Tank Bigsby, the running back out of Auburn. A guard out of Clemson, Jordan McFadden. Linebacker Noah Sewell out of Oregon. A lot of people commenting he's not going to last that long. Remember, he's Penny Sewell's little brother, the offensive of lineman for the Lions. Then he had a second defensive back, Starling Thomas V. He's a guy I picked in our Group Think Mock draft the other day, commenting at the time that the Rams love small school cornerbacks. Thomas fits the bill out of UAB. Parker Washington, a wide receiver out of Penn State. Servosia Dennis, another first name. I just can't handle that. A linebacker out of Pittsburgh. I think I have picked that guy three or four times in mock drafts. And then a punter, Bryce Baringer, out of Michigan State. He's one of those power kickers. If you're going to go special teams, Behringer would be one of my choices. Andre Carter II. The 223rd pick overall for the Rams. They add a second-edge rusher. And you know what? If Andre Carter is available in the seventh round, I'm all for it. Just find it really strange that he would last that long. I would think he'd be fourth round at the latest. Now his army commitment could be part of that. I'm not even sure what that situation is at the moment. But anyways, the Rams get Carter at number 223. And with the last pick, number 251 overall, the Rams pick probably the safest special teams guy in this draft, Alex Ward, the long snapper out of the University of Central Florida. Punter and long snapper, one of the two I'd be okay with, picking both. Well, you know, there's something to be said for that. I just don't expect that to happen, but I'm not going to argue against it. Overall, this draft is pretty solid. Can't say I can argue with the positions. They got the linebacker I like. They got a cornerback and then a safety cornerback combo. They got a very good edge rusher. Bigsby, the running back out of Auburn. Jordan McFadden, a guy to fight for a depth position on that offensive line. Someone to help out Ernest Jones and Noah Sewell out of Oregon. Pretty good draft. Much better than Campbell's, that's for sure. We have taken a look at every Rams position group except for one, and that would be the most complicated group and perhaps the most important as well, the offensive line saving the best for last. Let's go through every guy in this unit One by one, the guys we have under contract, Joseph Noteboom, a third-round pick in 2018 out of TCU, returns from injury, hoping to take over that left tackle spot. 6'5", 321, 23 career starts. He's a $6.5 million cap hit. He will be an unrestricted free agent in 2025. Now, he struggled when he was out there early last year. Never really got settled in as our new starting left tackle, in my opinion. But he's not going anywhere. The cap hits are just too bad if we move on from him. I should say he's not going anywhere except perhaps guard. But I think he's going to be our starting left tackle. He definitely needs to take his game up a notch based on what we saw early last year before he got hurt. The outspoken Illyric Jackson. Six seven two eighty five, an undrafted 2021 free agent out of Iowa, was actually drafted in the Canadian Football League draft. He has six starts under his belt, a nine hundred and forty-six thousand dollar cap hit. He'll be a he will be a restricted free agent next year. When I say outspoken, he was the one that that posted what he thought the offensive line should look like this year. I'll get to that in a minute. He might not have been far off, and he played pretty well while he was in there. He can play tackle or guard. Brian Allen likely returns as a starting center, 6'2", 303, a 2018 fourth-round pick out of Michigan State, a $3 million cap hit. He will be an unrestricted free agent in 2025. He has 28 career starts. I know a lot of Ram fans think that he should surrender that starting center job to Coleman Shelton or someone else, but for now, I believe the job is his. The Rams could move off from him without too severe of a cap hit, and that could happen if the Rams drafted someone like, oh, I don't know, Osiris Torrance. We'll get to that in a minute as well. Coleman Shelton, 6'4", 299, a 2018 undrafted free agent. Originally signed by the Niners, spent some time with the Cardinals and now the Rams. He's out of Loyola High School in L.A., played at the University of Washington. He has 15 career starts, has played well. $1.8 million cap hit. He has a player option to get out of his deal in 2024. So if the Rams were to draft Osiris Torrance, Coleman slides over to center, I think. Torrance takes over at guard, and what do we do with Brian Allen? And then our senior guy, and then the senior member of our offensive line, Rob Havenstein, 6'8", 330, a mountain of a man, a second round pick in 2015 out of Wisconsin, 108 career starts, meaning he has more career starts than all of these other guys combined one of two remaining St. Louis Rams, a $9.7 million cap hit. He will be an unrestricted free agent in 2026. Big cap hit if the Rams decided to move on from him. I don't see that happening. Havenstein has always been pretty darn good, never really great, never that pro bowl level, but as a right tackle, can't be unhappy with how he's played over the course of his career with the Rams. Who else do we have? Logan Bruss, second-year guy, missed the entire season last year, tearing up his knee in the preseason. He was the Rams' first selection in the 2022 draft. He's a $1.1 million cap hit. He'll be an unrestricted free agent in 2026. What you have to hope is that he can compete for a starting job this year or next. Did not look especially good in the preseason, but hey, you got to give these guys some time. He could end up being a pretty darn good player. Another guy that could end up being pretty good is Tremaine Ancrum, 6'2", 3'14", a seventh-round pick out of Clemson in 2020. He has one start, and that one start, you remember last year, our offensive line was falling to pieces. They plugged Ancrum in there as a starting guard, and after two snaps... He was done for the year. A $1 million cap hit. He will be an unrestricted free agent next year. Who knows? He could be okay. He could be a serviceable guard for this team. R. Curry, a 6'7", 320-pound tackle. A seventh-round pick last year out of Michigan State. He got one start late in the year. Might have been the season finale, if I remember correctly. He's an $870,000 cap hit. He will be an exclusive rights free agent next year. He's strictly a depth guy at this point. And another guy we have on our roster snuck in there. Almost didn't notice this. Zach Thomas, a 6th round pick last year by the Bears out of San Diego State. Spent some time on the Bears practice squad. He's with the Rams now. An $870,000 cap hit. An exclusive rights free agent next year as well. He's out of Carlsbad High School in San Diego, by the way. I took a look at his NFL draft profile and they called him a tackle-to-guard prospect with run-blocking talent to work with and a good fit for zone-scheme teams. So right now, Thomas is our ninth offensive lineman. Who's gone? Well, Chandler Brewer onto the Jags, David Edwards onto the Bills, Ode Ibushi and Ty Naseki still free agents. I thought the Rams might bring back one or both of them, and maybe they still will. Now, before we get into the future of this offensive line, I thought I'd talk a little bit about Alaric Jackson's tweets back in January. He presented two scenarios. First scenario, left to right. Joseph Nopum, Alaric Jackson, surprise, surprise. Brian Allen, Tremaine Ancrum, and Rob Havenstein. Those are his starters. And he said the backups could be Coleman, Shelton, Neseki Brewer, and Skura, and Ibushi, and R. Curry, and Max Percher, Some of those guys are long gone. And then Scenario 2, Alaric Jackson, Tremaine Ancrum, Brian Allen, Coleman, Shelton, and Havenstein calling Joe Nopeum a backup along with Brewer, Skura, and these other guys And he said about that line, it gives us flexibility at tackle and guard, but a liability at center somewhat, meaning I assume you don't have Shelton as the backup center. And he went on to say that, hey, something to the effect of, if this hurts your feelings, teammates, get off the baby bottle. This is a business. Step up or step aside. Something to that effect. Got to give him credit but at the same time, I'd love to be a fly in the wall when this group gets together. Are there any free agents out there that the Rams could be considering? I don't think that's going to happen. There's guys out there: Taylor, Lawan, Rodney Hudson, Roger Saffold, our old buddy. But that's not happening. The Rams are not going to sign any free agents unless it's guys like Naseki and Abushi, just to provide additional depth. Maybe after training camp, if anyone gets dinged up. But they're not bringing on any top-notch free agent on the offensive line, not this year, maybe next. And in the draft, you know, there's three guys that'll likely be gone for sure. Paris Johnson, Pete Skaronsky, Broderick Jones, the Georgia offensive tackle. And then there's a bunch of guys in that late first, early second, and third round. The Rams could have a shot at it. And even later, But I'm not as keen as others about drafting an offensive lineman early, with one exception if Osiris Torrance slips and is available, maybe a small trade-up, or if he's there at 36, go ahead and draft this guy. What do you do with these other guys if you draft Torrance? Well, maybe that makes one of our guards expendable, but Torrance would change things up front for us in a really good way. And then there's guys like John Michael Schmitz, Brake Freeland, the offensive tackle out of BYU, Andrew Voorhees, the interior offensive lineman out of USC who would be sidelined until 2024, but that's okay. Anton Harrison out of Oklahoma, Luke Whipler out of Ohio State, and the list goes on. Jared Patterson out of Notre Dame who we picked in our group think mock draft the other morning. Matthew Bergeron out of Syracuse, he could be there in the third round. Jalen Duncan out of Maryland. And there's guys later in the draft. The Rams are going to draft an interior offensive lineman or an offensive tackle. I just hope it's later rather than early, unless it's Torrance, as I said. Because I think this offensive line is going to be okay. It's not going to be dynamite. It's not going to be incredible. But if a couple of these guys answer the bell and we stay healthy, we'll be okay. I think we should roll with these nine guys, maybe take a flyer on a late interior offensive lineman, or maybe even a third or fifth round pick on an interior offensive lineman, and wait till next year. We'll have the cap money to go out and get a proven free agent, kind of like our old MO, right? Get the guy you know is going to be able to get the job done for you, rather than spending high picks this year on guys that might not even start unless it's Osiris Torrance. I think I've said that three times now. Some guys to look at for it. late in the draft. Ricky Stromberg out of Arkansas. Steve Avila out of TCU. Joe Titman out of Wisconsin. Do we like Wisconsin offensive linemen? Yes, we do. We're down to two of them. Need to add another one, right? Warren McClendon out of Georgia. Cody Mock's an interesting case. You know, he was the 263rd ranked player on Draft Tech a few months ago. Now they have him, I think, in the top 60. So everybody's gotten really excited about him. I think he's a risk. You would have to take him with that second round pick. Probably he might be there in the third, but I highly doubt it. You never know how this draft's going to break out. I see people texting me all the time saying, hey, that dude's not going to be there. Hey, you know more than I do then because there's going to be some surprises as far as who's available at 36. And actually, I won't be that surprised with a lot of these players slipping. You just don't know which positions are going to have a run late in the first round and which ones are not. Making some pretty darn good players available to the Rams at 36. You will be surprised. Now, what are the Rams going to do? I'd be really surprised if they took an offensive lineman with that second round pick. And I'd still be mildly surprised if they did so in the third round with either of those two picks. Maybe one of them, I could see it. I just think defense is such a big need right now. Two of those three picks are going to be defense. Would they use the other one on an interior offensive lineman? When they got really Five, six guys that are okay, if healthy, not great, just pretty good. The biggest question on the offensive line to me is Joseph Noboom. How good is he going to be? Is he just going to be mediocre or average or pretty good? We have to hope he brings it because even Osiris Torrance is not going to solve that problem. It beats up the interior, doesn't solve the left tackle problem. That's going to have to wait till next year. And I think that's what the Rams are going to do. They're going to roll with these five guys unless they get Horrence or a third, fifth-round pick to throw into the mix. And then next year, they'll know what they have at offensive line. They know who needs to be replaced. And they'll have the money to do just that. Go find some guys. That's going to do it for this episode. Remember, you can reach us at ramsuppodcast at gmail.com. Visit our website at ramsup.com. And don't forget about our YouTube channel. Our handle is at laramsup.com. Till next time, keep horns up, stay safe, and have fun out there. Music courtesy of the YouTube Audio Library. Tracks featuring Bar Crawl by Track Tribe. Buckeye Banzai by Vans in Japan and Crimson Fly by Humahama. What's your legacy? Miami-Dade residents produce six pounds of trash daily. Much of that is plastic and will remain in our environment long after we're gone. Be part of the solution. Eliminate single-use plastic. More at miamidade.gov slash plasticfree305.